All right, welcome to another episode of the Metal Embassy Podcast, the official podcast of DCHeavyMetal.com. I'm your host, Metal Chris, and on this episode, we'll be talking to Amir Jacob of the black metal band Zalam. I first discovered Zalam when I was flipping through the Metal Archives website one day, and I discovered they had a single band listing as being from the country Palestine. I had never heard of a band from Palestine before, so I wanted to learn more. The only release from Zalam is the full-length album Nocturnal Luster that was released in November of 2020. I found the band on Bandcamp, and I listened to the album and really liked it, so I ended up buying the album, and that eventually led to me reaching out to Amir for this interview. Now, the thing that's a little weird is that he's not actually in Palestine. He lives in an Arab village in Israel. However, he does not consider himself Israeli, but considers himself Palestinian, So for this episode, it does say that the band is Palestinian, and technically that may not be the case. However, the way I see it is, if that's the way he wants to identify himself, then I'm not going to tell him that he's wrong. The thing that I like most about this interview, though, is when he talks about how living where he does influences the music that he makes, and I think his own personal voice really comes through in his music because of this. Of course, be sure to stick around after the interview when we'll play a song by Zalam. All right, let's get right to it. All right, guys, I've got Amir Jacob here with me today via Skype, and he's usually known as Zalim, the man behind the one-man black metal band, Zalam. Zalam released their debut album, Nocturnal Luster, in November of 2020. Amir identifies as a Palestinian, and I believe he's the first and only Palestinian metal band that I've ever heard of. So the first thing I'd kind of like to ask is, where exactly are you located well, first of all, thank you for having me in, Middle Chris, and maybe a couple of episodes late, but congratulations on the new podcast. Oh, thank you, thank um, you. <laughs> yeah, for all the listeners, hello. Right now, I want to make something very clear for everyone. I'm a Palestinian artist. I live in historic Palestine. Today's Israel, but everything about my culture, everything about what I represent is Palestinian. I live in northern Palestine in a small village called Turan. That's how it's pronounced in Arabic. It's a village nearby Nazareth. I'm sure everybody knows Nazareth. And this is a village which has Muslims and Christians living in it. It's an Arab village for Muslims and Christians. Yeah, that's where I am right now. (laughs) So... One thing I was interested in is you are a one-man band, which is fairly common in black yeah. metal to those that don't know, which means he plays all the instruments separately and then essentially overdubs them when he mixes it together to create his music. And I wanted to know, do you envision what each song is going to sound like and then record all the instruments, or do you kind of do it as you go? I'd like to know some of the, the writing process behind this for you. Well, it's a very interesting question because... I feel like every song, it has its own rhythm of composing. It might sound funny, but many of the cool riffs that I feel I come up with, they actually, I just hear them in my mind sometimes when you go about your day or even after I wake up and go to work. So what I do usually, I record it using my phone. I just use the recorder on the phone. The best I could do is sing it and... Sometimes I have more time to write it on a guitar and record it. And then when time comes and I want to record it, I open the recording and I listen to it again and maybe see. Sometimes they actually come out really bad (laughs) because uh, 
when you hear them, it, they might sound okay, but then they sound like what, 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 what I was like singing in my head. <laughs> yeah, but actually, you know, many of the songs also, they had kind of an initial riff that I came up with that way. And then as I go in my album, just everything came together. Sometimes there were some, I would say, musical blackout, musical writer's block or whatever, but it has to continue on some way. So that's what really happened with this album. Some of them didn't work the way I expected, but yeah, I was kind of chasing perfection up to a point where I said nothing can be perfect. And it's my first album. So that leads me to my next question. Do you know a lot of other metalheads out there? Do they have metal shows in your area? Or are you a one-man band simply because you just don't really know others? There has been lots of ups and downs in my recent years. About 10 years ago, I wanted to start a band, and I had two other friends, one who plays bass, the other plays drums. To me, those are one of the best musicians I've ever met, and they were like five years younger than me. Very talented people. And the thing is that, like life, sometimes you have lots of stress going on, on with your life. And it was very hard for me. I felt like it was very hard for me to work in the band, even though we were wanting to make music. So we kind of disbanded very early on. And all the time that I have been listening to metal music and stuff like that, it felt like in order to make good music, you have to be in a band. But then, you know, I realized, hey, I can probably make uh, an album myself. That would be a challenging thing, but I could probably do it. And I would say other than that, I don't have many friends who listen to heavy metal and stuff like that. I have a couple of friends who I know who listen to this kind of music, but more extreme metal music. I think I only know one friend who is very knowledgeable and we enjoy listening to music together. Right now he's located in a city of Haifa. So you're probably not seeing him too much right now. Are you guys still under lockdowns or anything from COVID? Uh, no, no. The lockdown has ended a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay, okay. Because here uh, we're still under mostly. They're starting to loosen restriction stuff. You know, like they're allowing restaurants yeah. at like half capacity now and stuff, but it's not back to normal yet. I do want to ask, how exactly did you get into the more extreme metal out there? I know in America, I kind of grew up with this stuff in the 90s, but I know a lot of other countries, it's the access to that stuff is a lot harder. So I think bands like Metallica, Iron Maiden, you know, those, those big names are, are kind of easy to get almost anywhere, or at least find access to. So there's one of your songs that really reminds me of Mayhem. Into the Cave it sounds like, yeah. uh, it reminds me of Freezing Moon a lot by Mayhem. And I could tell that this guy's definitely into like some of the old Norwegian stuff. So how did you get into the more extreme metal? I went to school at Haifa University and I studied music and English literature. And in the music faculty, I met uh, one of my friends who I told you about who listens to extreme metal. And I met another friend who immigrated to Canada. And they kind of introduced me to that sort of music, but it wasn't an easy exposure. Like, I would say I enjoyed listening to extreme metal and black metal music. I also got to know other people. I have a friend who I met at the university who is one of the founding members of the Israeli band Winter Horde. And he plays bass and 
that was the way I got exposed to that kind of music. And I guess it has been a very weird kind of journey because at one point I stopped listening to this music because I started learning the oud. And then a couple of years later, I felt like some kind of emptiness somewhere in me, which I felt like the Arabic music and the oud that I play is not enough to fill this kind of uh, emptiness. And I don't want to sound too cringy, but it's like it's almost monotonic music at one point. One thing I wanted to ask is I really like that you have some sort of acoustic instrument on a few of your songs. I know the intro to Calls of War and Nyx, and it, it doesn't really sound like a guitar. Is that something else you're playing? Yeah, yeah, that's a very tiny instrument. It's a Turkish instrument, which I bought when I was in Turkey a couple of years ago. It's called Jura, which is a mini saz. The, the main instrument is called the saz. This is a smaller size, built the same way, just smaller prototype of it. The beauty of it is that each string is a double string. So the nature of the sound of this instrument is very Eastern. It would be my first experience of using an oriental sound inside metal, which actually I'm really hoping to introduce more in, in future releases, like playing this instrument and the oud. That's interesting that you say that. So I like a lot of Middle Eastern bands. I just have in the world of metal. I don't know why, but it's a region of the world that I find very fascinating and I keep coming back to. And the first one I really fell in love with was the band Malakesh. I don't know if yeah. you're familiar with them, but they have a very Middle Eastern sound. When you hear it, you know where they come from. It just has that sound all through it. And they describe their music as Oriental as well. Now, in America, Oriental has a different connotation. It is something that's generally seen as like a derogatory term towards East Asians. But I've seen a lot of Middle Eastern bands use that to describe their music. So I know it means something different to you. Do you want to tell me and my listeners exactly what you mean when you say it has an Oriental sound? I think you hit the nail on the head when you said an Oriental sound could extend everywhere from the Middle East up to the Far Eastern uh, countries. You, there is no real like definition what Oriental is. But in the context of metal, I hear from the bands I know, like bands like Orphaned Land and Israeli band who use lots of Oriental instruments. There's another Lebanese band, Blackium. On a couple of songs, they use the oud. And I guess the way I refer to it is it's the type of music that where I come from, it's more or less the Arabic Oriental sound. I guess you could say Arabic music. It's a genre, so... Yeah, that's what I'm trying to aspire in that sound. Well, I definitely like it. I like the flourishes that you've added to something like that. I think it really adds a depth to your music. It's authentic as well. So let's see. Your debut album, Nocturnal Luster, was released back in November, and I really do enjoy it a lot. I've bought hundreds of albums on Bandcamp, but you were the first person to ever send me a personal message thanking me for buying it. I thought that was really cool. But I want to know, do you have any more releases planned for the future? Well, first of all... I think like we shouldn't take for granted that when people like support you on Bandcamp or go to your concerts or whatnot, it's not something that should be taken lightly. This means like like you have people who appreciate what you do. And to me, that's very important. That's why I everybody who bought there is a few who bought my album and uh, everyone I sent them a personalized message saying thank you. Now, to your question, right now, I'm almost done doing an EP. Actually, it's only in the composition phase. I wrote all the songs and 
this AP will, I hope it will come out in the next couple of months because I'm releasing this EP because hopefully next year I'm going to release another full-length album, which will continue what I'm doing. The opening song, The Calls of War, I'd really like to hear more about what inspired that song and kind of what inspired the lyrics there. I assume yeah. The Calls of War has something to do with your area that you're living in. It has something to do with that, but, you know, this song is derived from a acoustic sounding metal song that i wrote way back which didn't have any lyrics didn't have anything i thought maybe if i play the riffs on electric guitar they might sound interesting the opening was an acoustic opening uh, but one minute later all the music will be on electric guitar which i composed a couple of years ago on acoustic and in terms of the lyrics lately i've been you know all of this situation where I'm living and stuff like that. I also relocated to Germany in 2017. I came back on January last year here and I wrote this song when I was here and in a way it kind of explains the human condition I feel because everywhere I look it's just everything is so dark. You could never hear any 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 good news at least here like where I live and it's just a song about how dark the, the future will be. I don't see any hope really for mankind. Seeing that every day I have to hear about like an Israeli soldier shooting somebody. I don't even blame the Israelis only. Palestinians also do lots of dumb shit. If you ask everyone, maybe they don't want to live together in peace, but they want peace in some sense. And I don't think this is going to happen so i guess this was some sort of an an outcry of something that i cannot control about the human condition and the place where i come from i think that's your voice you know that's your unique voice coming through that's great that's what i love exploring on here so another thing i like to do on the metal embassy is i like to get the exchange of metal really going around the world and what I always like to do is give a band to the person I'm interviewing, give them a release from a local band from my area. After the interview, I'll get your email address you have on Bandcamp, and I'll cool. gift you an album from a local band here. So there's a local band called Scalder, and they just released their debut album in August of 2020, and they're a local black metal band. And they kind of have a raw, now they don't have the Middle Eastern vibe or whatever, but they certainly kind of have that raw sound that you do. And I just thought, if you were to ever come to the United States and play the D.C. area and get other people to fill out your band for you, you would probably be playing with a band like these guys here. So I thought I would sing it your way. Sky of Errors is the name of their album. That's a nice treat. And, you know, I'm looking out for these kind of bands who are, you know, you don't hear much often about them. I just find it so fascinating that... People all over the place, they create music and they don't care if they are going to get famous or not. They just want to make music because they feel like this is what they can give and this is how they can do it. I think there's a certain thing with a lot of these bands that I'm talking to. It's like they have something they really want to express and this is how they can do it. And some people exactly. could be writing a book and another person, it might be something else. You know, metal is obviously my passion and I think there's a lot of things people can get out of metal music that you don't necessarily hear from other forms or at least not that often. It's one thing I'm really trying to get through this podcast is kind of show people 
the different stuff going on around the world and how you can see that through the the lens of metal even you know so yeah but you know i think like it's really you have to believe in what you do because None of my family members, I have four siblings and none of them listens to metal or any of that. But my youngest sister, she said, hey, why won't you make me listen to your album? And I said, no, you don't like that kind of music. And then she said, no, give it a try. And then she listened to it and she really enjoyed it. But I don't know if she enjoyed it in order to compliment me or what. But I think it could tell a story about who you are in a way. From there, she told her friends about my album, and some of them, they listened to it. Of course, some of them, like her boyfriend, he said that he likes metal, but that was too too aggressive to his ear. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, okay, cool, you know, there would be something wrong if everybody liked it, even though it would be okay, but, you know, it's just a medium of expression, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Metal's not for everybody, but man, uh, you know when it is for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you've been really honest and open about a lot of this stuff, and I do thank you. One thing I wanted to ask, too, have you done a lot of interviews? It sounds like I, I usually do a lot of research on the bands I'm interviewing, and I try to find some other ones to kind of just see what questions they've been done. I couldn't turn up anything on you, at least not in English. No, nothing. I haven't done an interview about my music yet. Well, I'm proud to be the I, first, I, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm very proud to be on your uh, podcast, Chris, and I hope we can do it one more time. I really enjoyed talking to you, and uh, I hope that uh, people will open up to listening to more music and just be open-minded about all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's what I'm going for, you know? Now, at the end of every episode, I like to play a song by the musician or band that we're talking to. And I asked you ahead of time which song you would like to pick, and you told me that you wanted the song After Purgatory, which is on Nocturnal Luster as well. And I'd just like to ask you, what made you pick this song as the one you'd like to have people hear? And if there's anything else behind it you'd like to talk about, maybe a story behind it or anything else interesting, now's the time to talk about it. Well, this song is all about fantasy and hell. <laughs> I picked this song, actually, I had... A couple of options, but I end up picking these songs for two reasons. First of all, uh, it doesn't have any oriental elements in it, and I want people to listen to the rest of the album so they can hear the other elements in it, not just this generic, quote-unquote, black metal song, but also because I think it has a very cool outro. It's the only one you kind of, uh, it's almost like a chant or something you do on that one. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. couple of voice dubbings. I like the outro a lot. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, here is After Purgatory.
Metal Embassy is brought to you by me, Metal Chris, and DCHeavyMetal.com. I personally record, edit, and produce each episode for your listening pleasure. The Metal Embassy theme and credit music was written, recorded, and produced by Stefan Elie. The Metal Embassy logo was made by the Lord of the Logos, Christoph Spazgel. If you have questions, comments, criticism, or suggestions for future episodes, you can email me at dcheavymetal at gmail.com. This episode was recorded in Adobe Audition, and I used an ElectroVoice RE320 microphone. I conducted this episode's interview with Amir Jacob via Skype on March 16th, 2021. The song After Purgatory was used with permission and can be purchased along with the rest of Zalam's discography at zalam.bandcamp.com. Thanks for sticking around until the end. In the next episode, I'll be speaking with one of the founders of the first ever heavy metal band in China. Until then, keep it metal, everyone. <laughs>